If you want to know what Oasis is all about, what our heartbeat is all about, if you want to know how to have a new beginning, how many of us need a reset in our lives? <laughs> you, ever wish you, had, you ever wish you had like a reset button in your life that you could just zzit and just back up like a video and go back to that point where you just, man, if it could only just, why did I do that stupid thing? Or why did I say, or why did I eat that thing? Oh, like last night I stuffed myself, and, uh, which reminds me of uh, New Year's resolutions. By the way, I noticed that that party tonight is only for like 18 to 29-year-olds. Where's all, you know, for the old goats like me? Anybody having a party tonight? <laughs> they come to my house. <laughs> I'm going to party it up. You know, I could stay up past 8 o'clock. <laughs> but um, we want to we talk to you today about um, some sitting in the new year. You know, a lot of us have New Year's resolutions uh, in fact, I have a list of the most popular New Year's resolutions, and you can probably think of them. And the funny thing is, within three weeks, 90% of them are already broken. And it's, uh, you know, eating better, that's one on the list right there. Um, losing weight, everybody wants to lose some weight. I want to get my six-pack back. I mean, what's wrong, what's wrong with the six-pack, right? And um, let's see, financial, I want to get out of debt. I want to spend more time with my family. Uh, I want to have quality time, less stress. How many of us are dealing with stress in our lives? It's like, wow, it's like, you know, you get up and you, you can barely function. Uh, so this series is going to be an awesome series. Not only are we going to talk about the vision of Oasis, but how to reset our lives, to have a fresh start in life. Um, I just want to say I welcome you here. Uh, our crowd today is a little lower than usual, but um, I wanted to share from my heart today about resetting the course of the year. Like, do you, do you guys do this in your life? Do you like take stock when it's like December 31st? Do you sit down and go over the year and you kind of like say, gee, what was good? What was bad? And where can I make improvements? You ever do that in your life? And that's a good thing to do, to take stock of where you are in your life. Um, why don't we bow our heads and, and pray? And uh, Father God, I just thank you so much for your love. I thank you Father God, that you love us, that you're with us. I thank you that there's nothing too, too uh, hard that you can't cure. I thank you that there's nothing. We could go to you, Abba, Father, with our smallest, smallest complaints, with our smallest prayer requests. We could come to you with any kind of request because you love us. You're with us. You're for us. Father, I pray for that burden in the room. If there's any burden in the room today, that they're just feeling so down, and it's the end of the year, and they may be lonely, they might be depressed. Father, I pray you would remove that. I pray, Father God, that you would um, just be with that person. And I pray, Lord, as we set the course for this year, that you would fill us with a hope for the future, Lord. Without hope, without hope, the people perish. Without vision, the people perish. I pray for a renewed vision, a renewed hope, in you, in Jesus' precious name, amen. So today I'm going to share a short message uh, right from my heart, and I do this every year myself. Uh, many of us, I don't know if you guys do this, but many of us live in the past. Many of us, we've had a bad year, or maybe even a good year, but we think toward the past. Many of us, you can't, and Jesus said, you know, don't think toward the past, live each day for what it is. 
In fact, don't even worry about the future. Just live each day for what it is. And I have a story here right from Joshua I want to go into in Joshua 1. And just to set this up, so if you're not familiar with this story, the people of Israel spent 400 years, guys, in bondage in Egypt. 400 years, and then Moses delivered them. Let my people go. Moses delivered them, and he brought them out of Egypt. And God had an amazing plan for their lives. He wanted to bring them into this, he wanted to bring them into this amazing promised land with milk and honey and so forth. And the Lord sent about 10 people over the Jordan River to see, to scope the land out. And they came back and two of them said, the land's great. We could take this land. It's an awesome land. Eight of them came back and said, man, we can't go in there. We can't do this. There's giants in the land. There's all these obstacles in the land and so forth. And because of their disobedience, they spent 40 years in the wilderness with Moses. 40 years wandering around the wilderness, kind of like going around in a circle. You ever feel like your life is just going around in a circle like this? Kind of like you keep going around. You thought you'd be over here by now, but instead you're still going around in the same pattern that you're in before. You're stuck in that pattern. You're stuck in the past. You're stuck where you are. This is exactly what's going on here with these folks. And what we see here is that, I don't know about you, but I myself have sometimes allowed myself to get in a rut in my life. We allow ourselves because it's the same thing every day. We expect the things to remain the same every day. And then we could get comfortable with mediocrity, can't we? We could get comfortable with the same old, same old, even if it's a horrible thing. Some people, and this is so true and so sad, some people are so accustomed to pain that they're comfortable with it in a sick way. They're so comfortable in their bondage that they just live there because it's safe. It's what they call nowadays a safe place. But really, it's not a safe place. It's not a safe place at all. And so the reason why I'm speaking about this message is during the end of the year is a time where we can renew ourselves. It's a time where we can have a new beginning. It's a time where the past is over, the new has come. The whole Christian life, you know, is based on new life. We mentioned that last week, the whole Christian life. Jesus says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Paul says that therefore if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is past and the new is come. The old is past, the new is come. But sometimes it takes faith to take that step forward to go into the new life, to go into the future. And what we see here in this story is these guys, because of lack of faith, these guys spent 40 years wandering around, going around in circles. Literally, if you look at the map, literally around in circles. And I don't want to live like that. And I hope you guys don't want to live like that. God has an amazing plan for your life. That's one of our things at Oasis. We believe God wants to use each individual person to do extraordinary things. He's in the business of using ordinary people like ourselves to do extraordinary things in him. Because we have an Abba Daddy, a Father God, He's the God of the universe. He's the king of the universe. And he wants each one of you so loved. If you could just open up the gates of your eyes and see the love that God has for you. You're so loved. He has a plan for you. He wants you to step out in faith. He wants you to take faith-filled risk 
and do things that you wouldn't normally do on your own. That's the kind of God we have. That's an exciting life, isn't it? It's so exciting to have a life where you just know God has a plan for your life. This is what this is all about. God had a plan for the Israelites. It's an exciting life. I was reading recently Helen Keller. Who ever heard of Helen Keller? Born, this is crazy. What an impact she made in life. She was born blind, deaf, mute. I mean, she didn't have much going for her. Yet she, she transcended that, and with the vision what God gave her, she was a Christian, God brought her to heights she could never go to be before. She says here there's two types of lives, those who live a daring life and accomplish much, underline daring, and those who do nothing. And we could either do nothing or we could have an amazing, daring life in Jesus Christ. And that's what it's about. And God gives us meaning and purpose. He has a plan for us. And what we see here is these guys spent 40 years, and Moses, to set the story up, Moses was with them, but he died. And now there's a new person coming in. And the Lord says to Joshua, listen, you're in charge now. Moses is dead. Now, therefore, arise. And he wants them, he wants the Israelites to go over that Jordan River that they avoided for 40 years. Some of us are avoiding what you know God wants you to do out of fear, out of looking back at your past. We know that some of these, if you know the story of the Israelites, some of the Israelites kept looking back to Egypt. They kept looking back to where they were in bondage. They were in slavery, but sometimes, as I say, you're familiar with pain. They were looking back at, gee, it was safer over here in Egypt. I'm afraid to go across this Jordan River because if I go across this Jordan River, those giants might get me. Those obstacles might get me. And this is what's going on here. So it's, listen, I want you to command the people, you and all the people, I want you to go into that land that I promised. And God is amazing. We're going to see how amazing he is, but he promised this land to the Israelites. Who I might add, by faith, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ today, by faith, you are grafted in to all the promises that are in here to the Israelites. You are, in, in, by faith, a spiritual son of Israel. You are an Israelite. All the promises that God is making to the people we read here, God is making to you as well spiritually. So the idea here is God, back at the time of Abraham, hundreds and hundreds of years before, promised Abraham, listen, guy, I'm going to give you this land. It's going to be awesome. And you're going to take it over, and it's going to be an amazing thing. And the whole world will give you homage. And this is exactly the promise that God made, and now he's reiterating to Joshua centuries later. And so he says, I want you to go into that land. Now, let me ask you a question as you get ready for 2018. Uh, what, what is your vision? What are your goals? What are your resolutions? Is it to, to increase your career? Is it to maybe help other people more? We all have them. Is it to um, get healthier? What, what, what exactly is it? And then another question is this. What, what are the obstacles standing in the way of doing what you know God is calling you to do? What are, what are your obstacles? Because uh, God, there's no obstacle too great for God to handle. I remember when we wanted to, uh, to start a church, one of the obstacles was, and my, my wife, Lydia, who's here. Where is Lydia? She, oh, she's in with the kids. We could talk about her now. <laughs> but, um, oh, 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 you're in here. Oh. 
she's in here. Okay. <laughs> Oops. I don't get my favorite meal tonight. <laughs> well, it's White Castle for me. <laughs> but one of the obstacles was, how are you going to leave your job? You have a vision. You want to you be used of God. I wanted to do so. I was, I was, as you know, a probation officer. But I wanted to do something that had eternal impact in lives. I wanted to do something that had meaning beyond, like, that stupid little office passing paper. You ever feel like that? You want to do something like that? a little more impactful on, on society, a little more and eternally impactful for, for eternal life, what, it all, what it's all about. And, but, but the obstacle was I had three kids and renting a house and a wife. And, and the fact of the matter is um, I had to have money somehow. So how am I get? that's my obstacle was, well, I want to leave all that to do this. But that obstacle was there. And a lot of us have obstacles in our lives. We're going to see here that these guys had an obstacle. One of the obstacles was that river itself, the Jordan River. Another obstacle was the fact that of their own heart being looking back toward what was there in the past. And I don't even want to go, go into that because many of us, even in relationships, we can't heal. We can't go on. We can't move on because we're still holding grudges with someone over here. We're still unforgiving with someone over here. We're still looking back. If only I had that over here. Instead of like healing, instead of letting God heal you, instead of crossing that river, spiritually speaking, in faith and coming over here, God, what new things do you have for me now? I'm tired of living like that. I'm tired of staying where I am here because I know you've called me to something new. But like anything else, change itself is scary. It's very scary, right? Who wants to change? Even when you were a kid, you go to a new school. You know, oh, I'm going from middle school to high school. I wonder how it's going to be in high school. Will I get picked on? I was one of the kids that got picked on in high school. Can you imagine me getting picked on? <laughs> Don't answer that. <laughs> um, change is scary. Job changes are very scary. Relationship changes are very scary. Health changes are scary. You know, you might be struggling in some area. God, what are you showing me in my life? But even through that, you know, God has reasons for it. Next point, first, the next slide on there says this. It says, with change and obstacles come opportunities. This is something that we need to remember. To me, you can look at, you can look at two sides of, of the coin here. So when I had to leave my job, I could say, well, gee, I'm losing $82,000 a year and six weeks of vacation. What am I, nuts? Why am I leaving that job? Six paid weeks of vacation, health benefits, leaving all that for the unknown. Change is scary. Obstacles. How am I going to afford all this? But along with all this, I want you to understand, and you see in the scriptures, that God puts obstacles in your life on purpose. He puts these obstacles to show you his glory. He puts these obstacles in your life to increase your faith. He puts these obstacles in your life, it brings about change in your life in order to push you out the door because there's a better opportunity over here. Some of us could give testimony to the fact that I, don't, I was stuck in this rut here. I, was, I didn't want to change. I was afraid of those giants over here. And sometimes God just has to give you poop, give you a, a good boot to push you over here. Thank you, God. What was I thinking? Lord, thank you so much that I couldn't have done this on my own, but because 
you pushed me over here through these obstacles and through these I, I really um, changes that I wasn't even looking for. I thank you that in the long run, I look back and I say, God, without you, I don't know what I would have done. And so as you enter 2000, are you with me here? As you enter 2018, understand that you have amazing opportunities in Jesus Christ. First, he has a vision and a plan for you. He has something that you, he wants you to do in your life, in the church life. And we're going to get into that next week about resetting. But he want, more than that, he wants to speak to your heart and change your heart how you look on life in general. Because as we're taking stock of 2000, 2017 is over, and you're only as, uh, you're only as good as last, uh, yesterday's newspaper, right? That's what they say. You can't live on your laurels over here. Yeah, we had a great year at Oasis. We, God's given us this building. In fact, that, that was a huge obstacle. If, you know, if you're new here, uh, we got kicked out. We got, boop, we got booped, booped and booted out of five different places last year. And we were, like, we were like the Israelites, wandering around in the wilderness. Seriously, we were. We went from South Plainfield Movie Theater uh, to New Brunswick, where we also have another location, if you're new. We have an awesome uh, Rutgers, Rutgers Oasis Church Rock location there. And we got booted out of there, and then we ended up in Scotch Plains. And then uh, God opened up this place in Springfield, as most of you know. But we got booted out of there, too. And we had nowhere to go. And then... God miraculously opened up this place that we didn't even know about in the summer. And he said, here it is. And now we're looking back. I said, Jesus, you're amazing. It was scary. We didn't know, would we still be able to be a church in this location? But because of that, that happened. And this happened here. We're living proof. God is living proof. Everything, your life is living proof of what God can do. So as we move on, I want you to... Um, understand, pray, and ask God, what is it in my life right now uh, that you want me to do in my life, Lord? How do you want me to live? What, what are those New Year's resolutions? What, what is it? And what is it that's holding? What are you fearing now? What are you fearing in changing? And you, I can't speak for your heart, but I know in every heart, there's, there's a longing for something. I know in every heart, there's, there's this desire. I know in every heart, there's also tension between like hopefulness and, and fear is in, is in your heart right now. What is that? What are those obstacles? Think about it. Let's talk about it. Let's see how Father God handles these guys. Next slide is this. And I'm skipping around some of the slides. So basically, the, the story is the Israelites were in the, the land of the wilderness, and they were wandering around in that rut. And this is what, what the Lord is saying to Joshua. Now, Moses had died, and Joshua, uh, the torch was passed on to Joshua. And we see here, God says some amazing things. And we can see the heart of God here, and also how God uh, keeps his promises. You have a God that uh, you may not see it now. You may not feel it now. You may think, man, I pray. I meet people all the time. Man, I pray. I, I tried that God stuff. They, that's what they say, the God stuff. Uh, I, I just want to say, it's not the God stuff. What we teach and what the Bible teaches is it's a relationship. It's a personal, amazing relationship with your Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ who died on the cross for your sins and my sins, and he wants you to come into relationship with him. Just like I'm in relationship with my sons, whom I, and my daughter, 
who, who I love with all my heart, and I would do anything. I would, I would cut off my right arm. He, he, he shed his blood for, for you on that cross. And he's, in the, he's, in the, he's all in. He's all in with you. He's all in forever with you. He's in your life, and he's never going to leave you nor forsake you. And he has a plan already set out. He has your destiny already set out. Your, your situation, though, is you have to walk in that destiny. You have to walk in faith and take hold of that. You have to take hold of what God has already given you, what God has already promised you. This is not positive thinking, and it's not this theology out there saying, oh, God wants everybody to be a millionaire. No. Name it, claim it type of theology. No. But God wants you to live all for the gusto. He wants you to live a life that's worth living. He wants, to live a, wants you to live a life with purpose and joy and not be huddled up somewhere in fear. Do you know how many people I meet that, and even elderly people and even younger people, their lives are over, they're about to die, and their thought is, why did I waste my life worrying? Why did I waste my life fearing? Why did I waste my life thinking what other people would think of me for doing this? Why did I do that? And then it's too late. God wants you to live a life of faith and not to worry. I could care less. No, don't take it the wrong way. I could care less what you think of me. I could care less what my, my mommy thinks of me. I only care what Jesus thinks of me. Because if you're in him and you have faith in him and you know God has called you to something and you have the God of the universe behind you, you're unstoppable. In fact, you're dangerous. In fact, this church is dangerous. This church is dangerous because we're gonna, we take faith-filled risks here. This is a place where we'll do things and people will go, what, are you crazy? We'll do that because we believe God is in it. And if God's in it, he's going to provide it. Okay, we have a saying around here. If the vision, you know, if there's a vision, there's a provision. And what he's saying here is, listen, Joshua, Relax. Every place, everywhere you walk, Joshua, everywhere you walk and tread on, I've already given to you. Did you get that? It didn't happen yet, all right, in Joshua's mind space and time. But God has said, listen, listen, I have given it. That's past tense. It didn't happen, but God's looking because God's outside the entity. He's going to say, I already did it for you. You don't know it yet. I already did it for you. You just have to walk in that. You have to have faith in that. You have to trust God and walk through those waters somehow, walk through in faith, take that first step of faith, take that faith-filled risk, and trust me on this. I already gave it to you. You checked that out, right? You saw that. It's not like, I'm going to give this to you. No, I have given it to you. Amazing statement by, by God, because I promised it to Moses. You have a God that keeps his promises. We said that before. Um, I've been a believer now. It's going to be Man, I'm dating myself. Uh, it's going to be, uh, dang, it's going to be 40 years. 40 years a believer in Jesus Christ at, at the age of uh, something. 40 years. I, don't, I lost track of my age because I don't keep it anymore. <laughs> when you get past a certain age, you don't even keep the number. It's like, who cares about the number? You know, I'll take half y'all. No. Um, thing is, is he, I've noticed that in my life, you know, it's not that he doesn't keep his promises. God has a timing. He knows exactly when you need it, where you need it, and how you need it. He's never behind time. 
He's not ahead of time. He's right on time. And so he promised this to Moses, and he promised this to Abraham. It took a number of years, but God will follow through. Your job is to trust him through that. He says, listen, all this land from the wilderness to, to the great sea and going down, all this will be your territory. How, how totally relevant is God's word? You know, the people of Israel, because of their disobedience, they got the boot out of that area. They were scattered 2,000 years all around, all around the world. They were hated. They were scorned. You know, Nazi Germany, the programs, all that. And in 1948, God brought his people back into this exact place. This is the exact place that God's talking about. You don't have all of it yet, but he brought them back in there. And God says, no, I made that promise. And guess what? Today in 2018, <laughs> these promises that God made back there are still relevant. God's word is relevant, and God's word doesn't change. A lot of people want to say, oh, the times, are, times have not changed. God does not change. Uh, God's laws do not change. His morality does not change. His feelings do not change. He loves you. He died for you. His promises you could bank on more than you could bank on a Bitcoin. <laughs> more than you could bank on a dollar bill. More than you could bank on gold. More than you could bank on your life itself. God keeps his promises. And I'm going to give you all that. And the next slide basically says that in that next slide. says that he is already provided. So as you go into um, to 2018, understand that uh, there's opportunities in these obstacles. Don't look at it. Don't look at it like, oh man, now what? No, look at it like, God, what now? We at Oasis in our leadership, Pastor Vince, you know, a bunch of us in our leadership, every time something bad happens at Oasis, we go, Lord, that's so awesome. What's going to happen next? Because we know from experience, and even in our own personal lives, that when things go wrong, God's about to put it right. When things go wrong, God's going to do something crazy, amazing, if we trust in him, if we trust in him. So he's provided. So understand, where is it in your life right now uh, that you're thinking about what we're talking about? Where is it that you're trusting God? Where is it that you're, this is your vision right now? If you don't have a vision, Pray. Because without a vision, people perish. Without a vision, why even, have a, why even get up in the morning? If you're just living to exist, then you're not living. Alan, like Ellen Keller said, you live a daring life or you're a life of nothingness. Uh, so get on your knees and seek God. Lord, give me a vision in, in, in my heart. Give me a passion, Lord. Give me a reason to get up in the morning. Give me, but I want your will, Lord. You know, you can have a vision outside of God's will. That's not going to work. You have to have a vision inside God's will. If you want to be happiest, you, have to, you seek God and be in line with the, with the God of the universe who controls everything. Otherwise, you're pushing against the whole weight of the universe and the powers that be. That would be crazy, right? It's like banging your head against a wall. It's like putting like a, a, a square peg in a round hole. A lot of us try to do that in our lives. We try to, we try to be outside of God's will. But that's, uh, that's what it's like. So God has provided. Next, next slides is this. So he says this, uh, no man will be able to stand. Kind of like repeating himself. It's interesting when you read these scriptures in Joshua, and in fact, in many parts of the Bible, you're going to see God repeating himself. And you say, wait a minute, I already read that. Why are you saying this again? It's because 
like any coach, sometimes we have to hear it two or three times in different ways. Sometimes we have to hear I love you more ways than just saying it, right? It's an action. Love is, talk is cheap, action. But sometimes we just need to hear that and be reminded. And the heart of God is so tender, so loving, and he's telling him in another way, I'm with you. I'm in, I'm in this for you. I already did it for you. He says, listen, he's repeating now. He says, he says, no one will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. And just as I was with Moses, hey, Joshua, chill. I'm going to be with you. I'm with you. I love you. I'm going to be with you, and I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Fascinating scripture, right? Because in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, it's exactly the words Jesus says. Who? Jesus has been alive. The Son of God has been alive forever, throughout eternity. He became flesh in the form of Jesus Christ. But this is pre-incarnate Christ talking to him right here. And saying, hey, just like he said in John 14 to the disciples, don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't don't worry about it. I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to my father's house. I'm preparing a place up there, and I'm going to come back and get y'all. I will never leave you nor forsake you. To me, that's an amazing, uh, to me, look at the time. To me, that's an amazing promise to me, not to be forsaken. Uh, When life gets tough, life is going to get tough in 2018. Some of you are going to get sick in 2018. Some of you are going to know people who are going to die in 2018. Hopefully nobody here. We have one of our our church folks right now on her deathbed. Uh, Her name is Marie, and you can pray for her right now. She's in in the hospital and very sick, and she has hours. The doctor said she has hours. Imagine you were in that situation. You have hours to live. Well, you can still live for all the gusto. You have hours to live, can't you? You can live. You can fight that battle. You can... Trust God because there's a bright future for her in there. That, those promises apply to her as well. She's going to wake up in glory. <laughs> Unstoppable is what a true Christian is. Unbeatable is what a true Christian is. Exciting life is what a Christian has. But just to understand that he'll never leave you nor forsake Josh, Joshua needs that encouragement even though he's, he heard those promises before. For me, the biggest thing in my life um, as I look back, and I thank Jesus for so much, is his, to really rest in that. Not, because I had abandonment issues growing up. Uh, a lot of you know that. I had panic disorder issues, huge panic disorder, anxiety. And it was traced back to the fact that I felt abandoned. It was traced back to the fact that I felt alone. Some of us in this room, we have a feeling alone, and that makes us a little panicky, doesn't it? but you're never alone with the Lord Jesus. He promises you that. So this is encouraging. Never leave you nor forsake you. And going on to that next slide there, uh, and basically I'm reiterating what, what he already said. So we could walk in confidence in 2018 in this way, understanding that our obstacles are really opportunities. Embrace change. Secondly, understand that He's already provided for you. Where you walk, he's already provided. Walk in that in faith. The third thing is walk in confidence because God's with you all the time. Um, I never, I know I'm sounding, you know, a little weird sharing this stuff, but I was afraid to leave my house. 
because of my panic. What if I get a panic attack in the middle of nowhere? What if my heart starts beating fast and there's nobody around to help me? They're going to think I'm crazy. So I, would, I had to be near either a telephone or near another person. Sounds sick, right? You can, you can say it. It is. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. But over time, God healed me. I'm up here talking in front of people. I mean, it's crazy. That's number one. Crazier that you're here listening to this. <laughs> Thirdly, uh, but when I walk out now, when I, I walk in victory now. I walk, I walk in a sense of, Lord, you know, I know there's going to be problems. I'm going to get disappointed sometimes and hurt and discouraged and fearful. But Daddy, Abba Daddy, you're with me. I have confidence. I can walk. I take walks away from my home now. I've been healed years, but I take walks away from my home, and I'm walking. I say, you know, I go down this, this path by myself, and I say, you know, I could get a panic attack here, but I'm not because, Jesus, you're with me. That's how God wants you to live your life. You understand? You have a God that loves you so much. Uh, so much. And then he says this in closing. And he repeats these, these, these phrases. Now, he, again, God wants us to hear. When God repeats, that means, hey, maybe we should listen. Duh. You know? It's like the teacher giving the, the answers over and over again in the quiz that's coming up. I think you should listen to this. Three times he tells Joshua, hey, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. That's a command, by the way. It's not just a suggestion. Uh, he says, I'm going to do all this for you, Joshua. I already did it for you. I'm going to walk with you. It's all set. 2018 is all set. Only be strong and courageous. And, and be careful to do everything in his word. He's talking about Torah right there. And Jesus said the law, Torah, is fulfilled in two commands, really. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and spirit, and then love each other. That's what our whole church is based on. We want to love Jesus with our heart. Not just say it. Anyone goes, oh, I believe in God. Get, it. Get away from me. No. We want to love him with all our hearts, minds, body, our strength, our money, everything we have. We want to love God. And then we want to love each other. When you do that, you're obeying the law. God says. So those two things, be strong and courageous. Three times he repeats it. And he says, if you do these things, and if you follow my word, he says, I'm going to give you success wherever you go. And we can apply that to ourselves right here in 2018. And those are the two conditions for success. If you walked in here today, and you're not sure that if you were to die, you'd go to heaven. You're hearing these words, well, it sounds like God is a really amazing God, a really amazing king, a really amazing person, and you're right. But maybe you're not certain that you know him. You're not certain that you're forgiven by him. And all of us need to be forgiven. All of us need to have that personal relationship with him where you need a, you need, you need a dad, you need a spiritual daddy. We all, we all need to have a relationship with him. And I want to challenge you to, to come to him today with all your heart. You don't have to come up here. We don't have to have, see you come up here. It's all between you and God. In your heart, we're going to pray. And in your heart, you pray this prayer with us. And it's between you and your heavenly Father. And you challenge him. Say, Father, I don't understand the Bible. I don't know. But David is talking about this love that you died 
Your son died for me on the cross. I want to know your love. I want to know your forgiveness. I want to know new life. I want to know, I want, I want my life reset, basically. And he promises, you come, you take one step in faith to Jesus, and he says, I'll never drive you away. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whoever, whoever, the biggest creep in the world you could be, it doesn't matter. Whoever believes in him shall never perish, but have eternal life. That sounds pretty darn good to me. And so let's, let's bow our heads. Father God, I thank you for this exciting end of the year. I thank you, Father God, for your love. And I pray for that person in this room, Lord, that maybe um, isn't sure of who you are. I pray that you would give them the, uh, the wisdom and just the, the release to just trust in you, to just lay it all at your feet, Lord, and just surrender their lives to you, Father. And, and Lord, uh, we just give you our hearts, our minds, our spirits. And I'm going to pray as, as a church, uh, if, you, if you guys want to, in your heart, believe with me, you can. But I'm just going to pray a prayer in my own heart. And if you believe this, you know, God will be with you. Father God, I just thank you so much for you loving me, even though we don't deserve it. I thank you so much, Lord, for you loving me even though I stray away from you. I thank you, Father God, for your compassion, this amazing love that you have for me, that you would send your own son to die on the cross for my sins and to take my burdens and to take my shame and my pain and all the junk. I, I, I put you through so much, Father. I put you through all this stuff and I put myself through this, and I have destroyed my life, but I, you want me. You want me because you sent Jesus. And Lord, I want Jesus. I want you in my heart and life. I want a new beginning. Father, thank you for forgiving me. And I pray that you would just send your Holy Spirit into my heart so that I could sense your love, Lord, that I could sense your power that I could believe in the promises that are in your word that we learned today. Father, I give it all to you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen.